0: Hallelujah. Well, we're going to continue on this morning in the topic of faith. Just getting getting deeper in each week and good topic to get stuck in for a while. Today we're going to hit on a few points and dive around a bit, but towards the end we're going to come back to emphasizing and building upon how faith is energized by the power of God and not the power of man, faith being energized by the power of God. Over the last two weeks, love the new song, Christina wrote from the last two weeks of messages in those last two weeks some of the main points that we've been hitting on is one faith belongs to the righteous two we've been talking about learning how to pray through until faith rises in our heart rising sort of faith like a rising tide. Number 3 is having our eyes last week having our eyes full of faith. 4 faith can see things from afar off though not yet. And we ended very quickly last week and whether we get to it today or come back on it another day was the goal is to finish this race. In faith, dying in faith, as the scriptures indicate, these all died in faith. As we emphasize and dig into our preciousness of this faith walk that we have, let us be reminded how faith begins. This faith walk begins with our reliance upon Christ for salvation. And that's where really the starting point is. Where in James 2 23, it says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. So the very first thing in very first step that we all have taken or need to take is believing Jesus. Amen. Can't say it enough. We could probably we need to say it every week more. First believing God, believing that he is faithful. Believing that he sent his son Christ, believing that he will do what he said he will do. How salvation cannot be earned. But this by no means means that we sit around doing nothing once salvation has been freely received. James 2.22 says, do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. By works, faith was made perfect. We're going to have to dive into that another day, but that's referring to Abraham believing God. All the credit goes towards God. doesn't get credited for Abraham having earned it, but Abraham having trusted in the Lord who spoke it. But from there, you got to know that his leaving the place where he was and beginning to walk towards a place of promise, that, that took a whole lot of effort. Can somebody say amen? amen? I had to get up, pack it up, and start on the journey. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11 today, and we're going to pick up in that, on that last scripture that we finished with last week. In verse 13, Hebrews 11 13 and we'll read through 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar off, were assured of them embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims, or exiles, on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word today, Lord. Just, we ask that your word would once again just explode in our hearts, Lord. And that faith would just rise up in each of our lives, Lord, for whatever promises we're believing for, Lord, for the things, the provisions we're believing for our families, for our lives, the freedom we're believing for individually in this place, from things that have held us bound, Lord, I pray that faith would rise in each individual today, Lord. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You see, faith, as it says in verse number 13, walking in faith changes our image. It changes our identity. It changes how we actually see ourselves upon this earth. It says that in that verse 13 that, They died in faith, and then it says that they now see themselves as strangers in exiles. Some translations go with pilgrims as the new King James ESV goes with exiles. Both simply meaning that they did not see themselves any longer as members or citizens of this earth this is one of those this is one of those major major transitions that begins to happen in the heart and in the mind of the man and woman of god because prior to walking in faith prior to walking with christ everything revolves around this life there's no hope there's no expectation for A future eternity. Everything revolves around grasping at the things in this life. Building a name for ourselves. Holding as tight as we can to the things of this life. Trying to search for the fountain of youth because we never want it to end. Holding on so desperately. But now once... We start walking in faith. We are a people without a share in this world. Let that sink in for a moment. These, some of these things are easier said than, than actually felt or lived out. Without a share in this world what a what an exile of the world means i mean john the apostle was exiled to the island of patmos but but we as the people of god we are exiles on this earth people without a country people without a a citizenship here upon earth people without looking for what is what is my share what is my take because our mindset is one of just passing through we're passing through no matter how long we're able to piece together here upon planet earth we're passing through whether you're man- managed to squeeze out a 100 years or 80 or 60 or less than that, we're all passing through. Amen. Verse 14 begins to give us a little bit more clarity as to why we consider ourselves, why we have this image and this identity change because in verse 14 in Hebrews 11 it says for we for people we speak like we do making it clear that we are seeking another homeland this is not the homeland in which we're seeking any longer in colossians Chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, it says, if then you were raised with Christ, you seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. We're setting our mind on things above, holding on so lightly to the things of this earth. It's when you're you're grasping and you're holding so tightly in things and, and we're supposed to just be passing through, but we're holding so tightly that we get thrown all off balance. Holding so tightly onto something that's supposed to be held so lightly. It always struck me with, with Abraham being the father of our faith and being called out from the land in which he was born in and the land which he initially was raised in to go to another land that more than, more than well more than half his life, he owned nothing except the cattle and the, the sheep. He owned no dirt under his feet, lived in tents moved, being an example for us, passing through and journeying to another place. It wasn't until Sarah died that he felt the need to purchase a gravesite, a plot of land where Sarah could be buried in, in the future himself. But his life, the majority of his life was just passing through this land seeking a homeland so you say well what is the what is the secret i mean if if it was only if there was only one right but there is a there is a gem here that i don't want us to miss there's a gem in the scriptures right here in verse 15 that, that I would consider to be one of the great secrets, really simple secrets of faith. And that is, as it says in verse 15, to stop meditating or thinking on where you came from. It's one of the great simple practical secrets at walking a life of faith journeying in Christ it's pretty serious when we read the scripture itself as it says if they had been thinking verse 15 if they had been thinking of the land from which they had gone out they would have had opportunity to return if they had been thinking about it they would have had opportunity to return to it let that sink in for a moment you wonder why so so often whether yourself or whether somebody that you might know why there seems to be this constant seesaw effect happening in their faith walk it's that that nervousing scripture of remember lot's wife ouch if they would have been thinking about where they were from and had come from, and to dive into thinking is, is to bring back to mind, to remember, to call to mind the place where they were from, opportunity to return was going to be at their doorstep. It's one of the reasons as for over 20 Plus year. Well, I keep saying twenty. I want to be like thirty years old, but I'm I'm not. (laughs) I want to be like thirty five, but I'm not. I'm like, you know, older. We're twenty eight years now. But one of the one of the first one of the first things, however, I I I knew this, or somebody told me. I really can't remember whether the Holy Spirit just convicted me, but but me personally, it's one of the reasons why I let the worldly music goes so 28 years ago i let it go it's not that i've never heard a, a worldly song i was sitting at lunch with my kids coming back from vacay the other day and we sat in you know a restaurant over in alabama and they had on one of those channels and the songs were on and i just thought i'd impress them they're like dad you know that one dad you know that one too i'm like not a not not proud of it but Yes. Dad, you know that one too, like three, four songs into it. Having a little fun for the moment. But as a practice in life, I don't sit around listening to things that I used to listen to 28 years ago. There's something about it that, that you cannot argue with me about that... To listen to something, especially in, when it comes to music, that it brings you, boom. It's like a transporter. It's a transporter from one place to the next. There are certain songs that come on, and, and just, y'all can either nod or you can be real quiet with me, okay. But there are certain songs that come on that, I, that when I hear them, I can put myself at certain places on this planet I mean, I'm talking 30 and 35 years ago, and I remember exactly where I was. I remember who was there. I remember what we were doing. Lord help us. I re- <laughs> Amen? Amen. If they were thinking about where they came from, there would have been opportunity to return. It's not that not listening to, to, worldly or your old tunes it's not that that's the that's the only or main solution the point is this anything that brings you back and is pulling you back to the place that jesus set you free from anything that pulls you back to that place if they had been sitting around and this isn't we're not talking thinking as a passing thought So don't go and condemn yourself. We all have to deal with passing thoughts that are coming into our mind every day. We see something and we have to, it reminds us of something. We have to address that. We see someone, it reminds us of something. We have to deal with that. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about sitting around and and putting ourselves in the place to have our affections drawn upon, to have our memories pulled upon, and we find ourselves staying in that place I don't know about you but there's nothing that that I really want to remember about those days is anybody with me on that I was miserable without hope couldn't sleep at night Trying to figure out what I could put in my body that would make me forget the pain and uncertainty and lostness that I felt every day. I don't want to bring that back to my memory. But more spiritually, the more that we put ourselves there purposely or allow ourselves to stay there, it pulls upon our heart strength it's a fact there will always be opportunity as long as we're on this planet there is always that opportunity to bring to mind and to be pulled back to that place that we came out of. Of course, there's victory in Christ. And what's the other side of that story is that it, they tells us very quickly in verse 16. And we're just reading. We're just going from one verse to the next in a sort of expository style preaching today. In verse 16, it gives a solution. Where it says, but as it is, right after it says that they would have had opportunity to return. In verse 16 it says, but as it is, they desire a better country. A heavenly one. <laughs> here, here it is saying it's simple. Is that heaven is better. Setting our lives on a a course heading towards coordinates that are directing us towards a heavenly country. Our desires, once again, they begin to realign in faith. Our desires begin to change as our faith Begins to grow. Our desires begin to change as as faith brings more and more clarity into our life. Psalms 37 seven four, which we quickly alluded to last week, but never dug into it where it says delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Hebrews 11:16 in case we missed it right there says but as it is they desire a better country. You see we're talking about men and women of faith whose desires have been exchanged from desiring things of that place that Jesus Brought them out of to their desires, now desiring something else. The desires were being changed within them. I mean, it's, it's too much of a blanket statement to say that, you know, all of our desire, God's going to give you all your desires. Well, let's talk about some of those desires. Not all of our desires have been sanctified yet. Hello. We started writing down, having us be honest and listing all our desires, you know. There could probably be an easy two category, if not three or four categories. Sanctified, unsanctified, questionable. All <laughs> right. Ah, uh, no. Mama hoo-hoo. Fourth category. But Psalms 37, 4 brings a little bit more clarity, as as it says in Hebrews 16, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desire. You see, our delighting ourselves in Christ begins to transform every desire in our life. I joked about myself last week, and about the the last place we'd ever go. I love what somebody said. I said, yeah, well, you're at the last place you'll be then because you said it was the last place you'd go. <laughs> In other words, you're stuck with us. It's the last place. But it's funny as if we... Just on a personal level, to try to put some flesh and bone to it, how, how our desires, as we, just, as we just humble ourselves to Christ and into this journey that we're on. Humble ourselves upon this journey that we're on. No, say not that tomorrow I will do such and such, but say, if the Lord wills, tomorrow I will go and do such and such. This journey that we're on, there's any given day you could be given or thrown a, a huge curveball. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Any given moment, just vroomp. And we would say, well, that, that surely wasn't what I thought I was desiring. But nonetheless, there, that knuckleball just comes at you and, and you think you're about to hit it and that thing just drops out. That might be more of a curve, I don't know. You can tell my baseball examples are weak. And then it requires the work of Christ. It requires the work of faith to begin to seek and to begin to see what it is that Christ is doing in our life. What's He doing in our family? What's He doing in our in our careers and our jobs, so oftentimes I've experienced that so much of our faith journey is like this this tangled union with our family and the provision we need for life. So oftentimes, we're not talking about at this point, sal- saving faith or salvation faith. We're, we're, on, we're on this walking in faith right now. We're walking in faith. We're not living by sight, but we're walking and living by faith. So so all of a sudden, when, when that curve just goes out of your reach and, and you feel like you're swinging and woofing, but instead you're just like, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, I just got to, I have to gain the eyes of Christ once again. I've got to gain the eyes of Christ once again. And that's where faith begins to see things, as the song, one verse in that song said, faith begins to see things that only God was previously seeing. You begin to see things when we open up our heart, we humble ourselves, and we allow the faith of Christ to begin to rise again in our life. It's never finished. It's not like you rise to some pinnacle of faith and, and there we are walking in faith and, and there's not gonna be any more situations in life that, that we do not predict or we did not see coming. But it's like at that moment, faith is there. We're able to make the decisions. We're able to step out with the peace of God and do what we need to do. And then we keep on walking we keep on journeying, knowing that next month or next year, there's, there's going to be another opportunity. There's going to be another opportunity for faith to have need to rise up once again in our lives. Some days we're not feeling like there's a whole lot of need for faith. That's not theologically correct, but you know what I'm saying, practically Many days we just get up and we're, we're going about living our life and doing our things. Most of the time, the need for faith arises when there are challenges. There are problems. There's sickness. There's need for provision, for job, for career. There's something going on with our children or our family or our house. It's this tangled union of walking in living by faith and believing God for his provision. You see faith is demonstrated in forward movement. Forward movement. I I wrote in my notes without looking back and and that's that again is a theologically correct statement but but let's just put it just a a little bit more practical as what they said in Hebrews eleven fourteen 14 or 15 it says that if they would have kept calling from where they came from calling to mind from where they came from so it's not that there's not going to be these moments of having to push through but faith is demonstrated with forward movement like we say around here and I wish I could claim it as my own but I can't we keep failing forward look at the person next to you and say failing forward you can take that, use it as your own. I stole it from somebody else. So it doesn't matter. It's an awesome, it's an awesome biblical truth that you can apply to your life. Just keep on, as we, if we fail, we just let that momentum just take you, take you a little bit further forward. Get up and just keep on moving forward. We keep failing forward as faith is demonstrated in our lives. Philippians chapter 3 and Verse 13 and 14 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, reaching forward, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, pressing toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Again, Hebrews eleven fifteen 15 says that if they would have kept thinking about the past, there would have been opportunity. Philippians said, I count myself not apprehended, but forgetting those things. Are you aligning the scriptures here as we're doing some hermeneutics here? Where Hebrew says, if you keep calling it back to mind, there's opportunity. Philippians just shoots it straight and says, forget those things. Yeah. Forget them. They're not worthy of your brain space or your brain time. Yeah. All it does is, is stir up emotions that we're continuing to believe for wholeness and healing. Having our heart and our eyes continually filled with the realities of eternity. Forgetting the things behind. I love these two action words here reaching forward. There's this constant reaching forward. We're constantly stretching ourselves out. We're constantly just reaching and, and and moving and as it says next, pressing. Both of these action verbs they're teaching us something. There's, there's effort that's taking place. It's not effort that's based in works of man, but it's effort that is based in faith in God. It's Faith-based works. As we go back to James, and we don't have time to stay in James today, but as we go back, faith without works is dead. Faith is perfected by our works. So, so we, have to be, we have to be doing something. We have to be moving forward. We have to be reaching. We have to be pressing. We're putting we're pushing stuff out of our way. We're we're making a path. In faith, the path that God has already laid out before us. For faith to rise up in your heart. We need to find ourselves spending increased time in God's presence and the Word of God. We can say, "Where, where is your faith? What faith has risen up in your heart to do? We can only or should only be going and doing that which faith has been risen up in our lives to do. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 has that that powerful passage of, of faith where it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's paraphrase that in a couple different ways where it says if we as a people want to be walking in faith, We need to be a people who are walking within the Word of God. The Word of God not only activates our hearing, but listen to this, hear this, but the Word of God also gives us something to hear. Think Think about that for a minute. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the word of God, our faith belongs to God. God's placed faith in every human being that's activated, activated by trusting in Jesus. It's activated and strengthened by the word of God. But without the word of God, there's nothing to actually hear. It's our hearing that's activated that can now hear the very thing that's activating it. All of a sudden, it's like we were, have always been needing a hearing aid. And the hearing aid has been off for our entire life. Walking around just with, with just everything needed to hear, but it's been off. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Word comes belief comes, faith is, is, comes alive. And next thing we know, we start hearing things that we might have heard a hundred times before, and it never, it never hit home. It never brought life. It never brought deliverance or freedom in our life, never brought power, in our life we never got excited about it before i tell you faith is something to get excited about when you need it the most (laughs) when you need it if you're just kind of cruising through you can be like oh yeah you know we need faith but man when when you need it because you need to put food on the table you need a you need a healing in your body you need it for your your family for your marriage when you need it having access to it so it rises it rises it rises in our life we cannot attempt to increase faith in our life depending upon all the wisdoms of mankind it's not only our generation who have resulted to really cool little marketing slogans and sayings whether it's secular or christian for that matter this has been going throughout the history of mankind i i think about the roman society and all these intellectual societies long before the modern times that we live in today that would sit around and debate and philosophize and talk and for hours on end in. in 1 corinthians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 it says my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit in power so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of mankind but on the power of god it's one of our it's one of our big Wrong turns sometimes. Mistakenly thinking that our creativity or our communication skills has something to do with building faith in people's lives. That somehow, if I somehow say it better or more... Creative or really catch the attention of the hearer, that that's somehow going to build or be more effective at building faith in people's heart. As mankind continues to evolve in our own minds, getting smarter and smarter, all the while growing more distant from the lord as you've heard me say before it's a it's amazing how stupid sin makes smart people being an influencer today just happens to be one of the words of our modern times Influencers, usually referring to people who are gifted at crafting well-communicated slogans or sayings. But to be a good communicator is, is perceived as being more important than even what is being communicated. As long as you can communicate it in a way that catches people's attention. The wisdom of man cannot and will never build faith in the heart of man. Man will fail you. Your parents will fail you. Your children will fail you. Everybody might want to just be really quiet right now. <laughs> Nobody say amen. I'll, I'll, tell you when it's the, I'll tell you when it's the green light to say amen again. We are in a no amen time right now. Somebody put up the no amen Sign right now for your own safety and peace at home. <laughs> or we could put up a sign that says, Amen at your own risk. <laughs> I will fail you. Like, Touche, (laughs) touche. That was not planned. (laughs) But Christ will never fail you. His word will never fail you. The Apostle Paul said, I... I stand before you in fear with trembling knees. Because even the greatest theologian, one of, if not the greatest theologian, teacher of the word. Would stand before people with knees shaken. In fear and trembling and trying to. His best to be a good communicator. Which he didn't do very well. Succeeded much more with pen on paper. Than he did with standing before people. But the word of God. It's our hope. The more word that you hide in your heart. And again even even getting the word hidden into your heart is a part of this faith journey that we're on. There are many people out there that are reading the word of God in the Bible as they would any novel or other book and that's that's not what the word of God is to the people of God. As we walk in faith and as we journey In faith and as we rest as we rest on the power of God our faith is energized hear me carefully to understand the difference that our our faith is energized by the power of God not the power of God is energized by our faith. Wow. Think about that for a moment. It's contrary to what, what a lot of us have been taught and, and just... <laughs> There's your faith. Use your faith. No, our faith is energized by the power of God as we rest it upon the power of God, not the power of God activated or energized by our faith. That puts it it back on man for God to be powerful in our lives. And when God needed somebody to make a covenant with in order to be faithful to mankind, He made the covenant with none other than Himself. So that he could always be faithful to us even when we are faithless resting on the power of god let me not minimize for a moment the need to take your faith and place it in christ for salvation and that there's absolutely effort Involved in this faith walk. But there's a difference between the effort. That we're using. And I've said this. And I just feel the urging to say it again. As to not be misheard today. There is a a vast expanse. Of difference between. Working in the flesh. And working in faith. There is a vast ocean of difference. It is an ocean that will become more and more clearly and easily navigated as we are journeying this faith walk. We're resting, depending upon the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives, preaching In the power of God and I'm not just referring to this pulpit here but in each of our lives as we're preaching as each one of you live your life preaching the gospel preaching it to your children to your avenues of ministry to your family to your community preaching not depending upon how well you can craft something or say something but depending upon the Holy Spirit bringing forth that truth and imparting it in the hearts of mankind. Faith is given for us to be able to see and to step into what God is doing not for us to initiate something that God is not doing. Think about that one for a minute. Really quiet. Don't need to say that one again. <laughs> God is working, He's moving. Faith rises up in our heart to be able to step into the move, in the plan, in the working of God doesn't matter how much faith any of us think that, that we have. You're not going to ever have enough faith to initiate God to do something that he was never going to do. Amen. But faith rises up. Our eyes see more clearly. It goes back to that, that most embarrassing illustration of my life from last week. Something that I said I would never do is, is just all of a sudden I realized, why, why, why did I even say that? Why, why would I say that? There's been, there's been, I can't say a handful of times, but maybe close to it in, in almost 30 years. There's been, there's been a, a number of times, probably not more than a handful, of things that we've said, either myself or me and my wife together have said, that we realized later, why would we ever say that? Why would we ever like profess that? That was that was nothing. There was nothing that God spoke to us. It's nothing that there was no conviction. there's nothing from the the word You know, don't go plant a church in Mandeville, Louisiana. I mean, is it in there? I don't. think why? So that's where my, my thought process goes when I'm thinking back now these, these years. And I, I think back to maybe whenever that was the first time that some of these things would have come out of my mouth. I'm like, what initiated that? And my only, my only conclusion can be actually the lack of faith in believing what God could do. Not that it was not God's plan, it's just that I had yet to have clarity of what God's full plan was yet. Because if unless I'm mistaken, what this is real, right? <laughs> am I living a am I living a five-year dream? I don't know. But but this is real, and our, our little community, our precious community. Here, this is real. I mean, this is like a heartbeat. This is like blood flowing through this thing. This thing is precious. And so I think back to something like that, and I'm like, that was all me. It was all me. Speaking out of the flesh, not, not speaking or believing out of faith or having clarity as to what God was going to do or even what he could do basing your faith upon other people's fears other people's perceptions allowing other people's thoughts or dreams or or what has become reality to them to affect what you're believing god for to affect what god is doing in your life and allowing faith to rise up in your heart this is real faith Woo it's quiet. So the pressure's off. Doesn't mean that the work is gonna be easy. It just means that the pressure is off of you to have to be the one to do the work by yourself. The apostles, as we begin to wrap this up. The apostles, if we're going to learn something today, because a lot of us would. would, would kind of our intellectual side of us. As you should continue to reason this out in your heart and in the scriptures. The apostles are trying to do the same thing as they were hearing Jesus teaching day after day and. They were hearing and all of a sudden they came to a conclusion one day. (laughs) Here was their conclusion in Luke 17 and verse five. After hearing everything that Jesus was saying, their conclusion was, and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Their conclusion was, I need more faith. That was their conclusion, hearing what Jesus was teaching every day. They're like, Lord, we, we just obviously don't have enough to be able to live or do these things that you're trying to teach us to believe and trying to teach us to do. We obviously don't have enough. So, Lord, would you increase it? And Jesus's response is, is as classic as they come. When he responds to his, to the apostles in verse 6, and the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, right, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and thrown into the sea and it would be done. What was Jesus trying to communicate them? We're, we're talking about faith, and we're talking about living and walking by faith and not by sight. And, and we're talking about having, having the, the God-given ability to have the eyes of God and to see and to not live in fear, to live, let anxiety determine what we're going to believe and have faith in. And Jesus' response to his apostles was, it's not more faith that you need. His response was basically, you all have enough faith. It's not the size that matters. It's taking what you have and beginning to use it and trusting and believing God's plan for your life. If you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't have enough faith to, to, for this miracle. I don't have enough faith for this new season of my life. Or I don't have enough faith to, to receive my healing or to see my dream come to pass. Well, I'm here to tell you today that that is theologically wrong. You've got everything you need for the plan of God to come to pass in your life. Faith the size of a mustard seed. The faith that each one of us possesses. Faith is trusting in God's power to accomplish what it needs to. So we begin to use what we have in the last scripture for today. In Jude chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up, are building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. Building yourselves up in praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in your prayer language, praying in your prayer closet, spending time in the presence of the Lord Asking the Lord to come and to meet with you and to walk with you. Building yourselves up in the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues. Praying in worship. Pressing in this type of continual prayer. I love and, and adore the seasons of life where it just doesn't seem like you can get away from Just being in a constant state of prayer. I can't confess that it's 24 hours, 7 days, or 365. But I can certainly confess that it is a place, as the word says, that we can move and live and have our being. If you want faith to increase, and when I say I can't confess, I was referring to myself. I can't confess that I that I'm there 365 days a year but I can certainly attest to the seasons and the times that I'm just living and walking and moving in the spirit of the Lord and it's in those moments that I can also personally attest to that those are the moments when faith is at its highest in my life it's in those moments when i can i can somehow beyond the physical and beyond the natural see into the supernatural plan of god for my life for my family for those things and people whom i'm responsible for it is possible it is possible to live and move and walk in faith faith exists because god our heavenly father exists if you remove jesus you remove faith when jesus is in your life so is the faith of god moving and living and being in your life jesus in your heart is proof That the faith of God is in your life. You have faith. I want you to close your eyes for this one. This is for many of us in here today. And hear me today. Each one of us. You have the faith needed for the miracle you need in your life. job the provision for your family the deliverance from substances exchanging depression for the joy of the Lord healing for your body you don't have to work it up you don't have to get more of it we as a people just need to continually find ourselves. We find ourselves. We position ourselves in the presence of the Lord. And we ask the Holy Spirit just to come and have His way and glorify Jesus in our lives by being glorified through our lives. Lord, we just thank You today. You have, You have the mustard seed faith for the miracle you need, the miracle you're believing God for. Fear not, little flock. Fear not, little flock, for yours is the kingdom. People of God, let's allow fear just to leave. Anxiety go in the name of Jesus. It's a new day of the joy of the Lord, is your strength. It's a new season of faith rising up. Faith rising up. Resting on the power of God. Holy Spirit, just come. Oh, ya, yeah, ya, yeah, na, na. Can you can stand, you can sit if you like. I was just gonna spend just a moment here. Faith rising up in the presence of the Lord. Holy Spirit, come. We need you, Lord. Just press in, just press in, just let faith rise up. Let faith rise up, let faith rise up. Let faith rise up. Oh, we need you, Jesus. Let faith rise up, the oh Lord. Faith rising up in this house. Faith rising up in the presence of the Lord. Jesus, just come, my God. Young and young. Just let it rise. Let it rise in your heart, let it rise in your life. Oh, faith rising up. The pressure, just let the pressure just fall off. Let the pressure just fall off. It's the work of Christ. It's the work of Christ in your life. It's the work of Christ in our life. We need you, Lord. Just come, Jesus. Ja, ja, ja. Oh, na-na-na, na-na-na-na. Hey, da da da, da. Lord, if you need a miracle, just come on up, just come on up here to the front today, just let faith, just let faith rise up, just come, we're just going to pray together, we're just going to pray in this, in this atmosphere, we're just going to pray in this atmosphere, faith rising up, you need a miracle, just go ahead and come forward, just go ahead and come up here, we're just going to just step out, whatever kind of miracle it might be, Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Miracles. Jesus, Jesus. Supernatural provision, Lord. In the name of Jesus, as faith is just rising up, Lord, in the house of God. Faith that's resting on the power of God. Not on the work of man. Lord, it's not for us to... It's not for us to do it, Lord, but we trust in you, Jesus. We trust in you, Jesus. Just lift up your hands before the Lord. Just lift up your hands before the Lord as we just press in into his presence. What a sweet, sweet presence in the house right now. A sweet, sweet presence in the place. Faith rising up. Faith rising up. Faith Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Faith without works is dead. You know, some of us hold up a second. I don't I'm not gonna preach this, but I just want to just say this. Some of us know we know the doctrine, we know the we know that we don't want it to be ourselves. And somehow in not wanting it to be ourselves, we're stopping ourselves from doing anything. And, you know, I just you know, I just want to encourage you, really. I just want to exhort you that faith without works is dead. I mean, there there is a moving forward. There is forward movement that is full of faith. That's full of faith. There's doing things. There's making decisions. There's trusting in people that is full of faith. And I pray right now in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, I pray that the Holy Spirit would help remove the clutter, remove the haze of being able to discern the works of the flesh and the work of faith in your life in the name of Jesus. Remove the clutter to be able to see and discern the work of faith at work in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus, the work of faith, the work of faith. Ha, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just give you glory. Just lift up your hands, all you in the altar, everybody in the house, just lift up your hands before the Lord as we just pray one more time. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. Lord, let this, oh, let faith rise up in the heart's in the spirits of your people, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we give you all the glory. Lord, we give you all the honor today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said amen. You can feel free to continue to worship. up